1: relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to another hype episode. And when I say hype, I mean hype, like the biggest hype episode of 2021. And I know we have some stuff upcoming. I know we already had the conjuring three, but baby, let me tell you for me, I don't know about Kristen. I'll let you speak for yourself. This is probably the most anticipated film for me this year. We are going to talk about Candyman.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It was Candyman. I know Halloween Kills is coming out, but honestly, I'm kind of like the on it. And <laughs> we had A Quiet Place 2, which I loved, but I wasn't super hyped about. Candyman. Oh my god, I have been waiting for fucking Candyman. Jordan Peele, you even... I'm, I'm, I'm going to give something away, so if you don't want to know... Yes, really
1: quickly, you need to see this movie. You need to stop listening. We will do... Not as much spoilery stuff as usual, but yeah. we obviously will still have to talk about a few things. But you really, 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 really need to stop listening to this and go see Candyman for yourself because it is so important to me that you do this.
0: Correct. Go see it now. Have you gone? You better be gone because I'm going to say something that was the most important to me. Tony Todd was in this. Oh my God. But he was in it in the smallest amount possible. But it was still worth it. Oh, my God. It was worth every second of it. Love I this think movie.
1: just cameos like that are important, especially not just for fan service. But I also think just like as an homage to the original yes. actor and the original film's brilliance, too.
0: Yes. And it was done so well because horror people like us you know, in the know, reading Bloody Disgusting and on Shudder all the time and Fangoria. Like, we know that Tony Todd was in this somewhere. And I was watching it the whole time going, where is he? Where is he? Is he coming up? Is he coming up? And then you're at the very end and I'm like, I swear to God, they fucking told me he's going to be in it. And boom, literally like the rat last scene. And oh, uh, it was still worth it because it did. It paid that homage perfectly.
1: I, man. Let me tell you, I, it's so difficult to talk about this without like really just going into the fine details that were put in to this film with so much care,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: I just have to say like, I was at, at the end of this movie, I just felt like I needed to tell everyone about it.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Like,
1: I needed to text all of my friends, go on all of my social media, all my personal social medias and be like, go see Candyman. You have to go see Candyman. Like I texted my brother and I was like, go fucking see Candyman. Like what are
0: you doing? Why are you still sitting on your couch? Yeah, go see.
1: He he loves Jordan Peele. So I just saw him actually, I was in Texas this past week and I saw my brother and I was like, what do you want to watch? And he literally said, I want to watch Get Out. So we sat down and watched Get Out because he just loves Jordan Peele so much and he loves that movie. And we were going to watch a movie with my mom and he was like, I want mom to watch Get Out. Because it's important to me that she watches that and tries to understand it just mm-hmm. because, you know, different generation in the South, yeah. like my mom's really progressive, but also it's like, look at this piece that was made in this commentary. And, you know, he wanted to share that with my mom. And so we all watched it as a family together, which was interesting. <laughs> And so I was like, you love Jordan Peele. You have to go see Candyman. Like every time he comes out with a new piece, I'm like, that's my favorite. But Right.
0: Every single time.
1: Yeah. At the same time, I'm like, I don't know, because us and then Get Out. But like they are all just on. They're so different from each other. It's so hard to say like this one is my favorite Jordan Peele movie now. But God, it's so they're all so good. But I texted him and I was like, it was such a gut punch to me, like sitting in the theater. I literally was at a dine-in theater with my husband and one of his friends. And I felt like just so overpowered by the emotion of the film at the end. And not just because it was like a nostalgic Candyman. It wasn't that, but like the, the politics of the film and what Jordan Peele and the writers and director, which is a a woman of color in her 30s, by the way. The director is a Love black that. woman. Yes. I just sat there in the theater, watched the credits all the way through, which were also incredibly emotional.
0: Yes. And so unique. Like, yes, emotional. Yes. But they were so different.
1: And I just cried like silently cried to myself trying not to audibly sob like I was like hold your shit together mm. because people are like getting up paying their bills yeah. and I'm like how are y'all moving on with your lives right now like <laughs> I was supposed to go to spirit Halloween and like do some Halloween shopping and I was like I I, I can't move on <laughs> Right now it was one of those films like I I think there's only been a few films that have done that to me and specifically the one that I can think of right now was when we saw Tigers Not Afraid Mm -hmm. in October 2019 and this was a little different obviously this one was like more like yes and that one was like (laughs) oh no you know right but I definitely still felt those same emotional tugs
0: definitely is definitely an emotional film But aside from the emotion, it is, the kills are so fucking good. Oh my god, I loved how they did it. So, in the original Candyman, we see Candyman the whole time, basically. We see him doing the kills, we see things like that. In this, you don't. He is this apparition who you only see in glances in a mirror things like that and that's how you're seeing the kills and they're so gruesome without being overly gruesome so good
1: i mean they weren't overly gruesome but like woo,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. some of them
1: were like, like there was a kill in an art gallery that was
0: woo. oh crap, grab- yeah yeah oh uh, just please watch it i don't even want to give the kills away but ooh, yes yeah, yeah. they're so good it was so unique and so artistic
1: I loved that this one really went into the history of Candyman and the yes the urban legend, the origin of the yes. urban legend of oh my Candyman. God, that
0: was the coolest fucking thing. So the original Candyman is an urban legend of Candyman. And that's what our Virginia Madsen is researching. In this one, we go back to the urban legend, but just like a true urban legend, it has changed.
1: And it goes on. All the way back.
0: Yes. I loved that. That was awesome. The only, and this is the tiniest little thing that I can possibly find to hate on this movie because I don't love this movie. The only thing that I hate, and I can't even say I hate because it still sounded beautiful. The music was amazing, but it did sound very, 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 very similar to us. And that kind of bothered me.
1: I personally didn't notice that, but it wouldn't surprise me if it was the same composer.
0: It kind of, yeah, I think it was. But it definitely, as you're going through like the credits in the beginning, it had like that childish, like that, like that going on the whole time, which was very creepy. Loved it. But it did kind of remind me of us. So that's the only negative I even have, though.
1: So this is a different composer that. It was not the one from us, but it wouldn't – I mean, I think that especially being the same, you know, filmmakers that were from both us and, you yeah, know, kind that of going they for a similar vibe. might also
0: exactly like that type of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And it wasn't a problem. Like, it sounded great. That's just all I had.
1: Yeah. You know, I honestly like, I really liked how it tied into the original Candyman because they can, cont- this is not a remake, first of all. This no. is a continuation.
0: Yes, like a true sequel, basically.
1: And it ties into the first one, and those same characters, they bring them back in while introducing new characters into the story, and how everything is in this intricate web. Of this legend and everything being in this, you know, gentrification of Cabrini Green, which is, it was stunning, mm-hmm. but it's so interesting to me that this is not rated higher on Rotten Tomatoes. Is like, it not? It's
0: not. What's it
1: at? A 74% by the audience and an 85 by the critics
0: that's interesting because when i was coming out of there out of the movie i went with connor and i was still just like feeling the movie and i was there for it and i was really happy he was actually struggling he was like i feel i expected more like i wanted more this movie is only an hour and 31 minutes and i'm not saying that i am upset with the the movie at all but i also get where he's going with it like you could have easily easily had a two-hour movie out of this and given me more i guess
1: my question would be like what exactly would be what what was the want there yeah
0: i don't know he doesn't know either he just kept saying like i i don't know what i feel like there should be more of but i feel like there should be more
1: i think that's a you know a totally valid criticism i'm i'm not saying Mm -hmm. that it wouldn't be it's just interesting to, cause that's, that's sometimes hor- it's a pitfall, you mm-hmm. know, for movies to do because they, if they go too long,
0: then it's kind of like, slow and
1: like they drug it out. Yeah. You know? And, you know, then if it's too short, you kind of, you can feel like that. So, you know, it's, which it's hard to, I think, find that balance. And sometimes it doesn't hit that, that chord for a lot of people. Right.
0: So, so that's my only idea. Maybe that's why some of the percentages are low right now.
1: Yeah. And I think that a lot of people are not going to like this film because of the statements that it makes about over-policing, gentrification, socioeconomics, violence. It's very clear about racial issues. It They talk about it straight out. My comment to that is... That's literally the point. That's what this film is for. If you watched the first one, they talked about it very clearly. Mm -hmm. So something that bothered me while I was watching this film is there was literally we were the only three in the back row except for this couple that sat right next to me.
0: What the fuck? Literally, I had people do that in The Green Knight. I know we didn't talk about it, but yeah. Seriously, a whole fucking theater back up.
1: Like, you had to have seen that those tickets were reserved, right? Yeah. Like, there are a bajillion of other seats in here. You could sit somewhere else.
0: People fucking suck.
1: But, like, every time they would bring up, you know, the issues, the socioeconomic issues, the racial issues, the people next to me would like kind of scoff and i'm like what did you think this was first of all right
0: i fucking knew it that's just fucking more political bullshit you're just going "Ooh, they're not making us put seat gaps anymore because of covid i'm gonna sit right next to her Ooh,
1: i don't know man like (laughs) it was it just really bothered me like i knew they were gonna be a problem because they literally like he took a phone call as the movie started
0: oh my god yeah What is wrong with you people? Who raised you? I don't know. Like, yeah, I agree. What movie did you think you were fucking coming to? Like, literally, Jordan Peele has done two other films that are very racial. And
1: also, horror has been used... To I mean a I lot of these
0: problems.
1: Yeah, a lot of obviously genres of films have been, you know, but like specifically horror has been used metaphorically. Mm-hmm. And this one's not quite as nuanced because they it's literally something they talk about and the main character does an artistic piece on is the gentrification of Cabrini Green. But this is less nuanced. But horror does that a lot, is very metaphorical, and has been for literal decades. You could even say a century.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's what horror is for. Oh, my good. Get out of my movie.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. And a lot of us, you know, I think a lot of people will get a lot from it and need to see it. And then there will be, of course, those that... It'll just go right over their head and they won't be ready to receive that message. But then there are those of us that will be sobbing at the end of it. Then so, <laughs> I think it was just a beautiful piece. And I'm so grateful that people like Jordan Peele have come into the horror scene mm-hmm. and done what they're doing. And also this director blew me away. Her name is Nia DaCosta and she is also Going to be directing the Marvels in 2022. so love that. Yes. And she will be the youngest filmmaker to direct a Marvel film. And she is a woman of color. So that is just incredible. Good for her. Mm-hmm. But she blew me away in this. The shots were so well done. The cinematography, the acting, the directing. I mean, obviously, they're not going to put out a shoddy fucking, you know piece of
0: work here this thing has been
1: anticipated for
0: exactly what a year and a half now
1: no but it was so so well done and the screenplay i thought was really well done too Mm because this is also jordan peele
0: wrote the screenplay well yes he's one of
1: three yep he did and he produced it and wrote the screenplay and this is such a you know can be such a slippery slope with going into Candyman after the one from 1992, because it is such a classic classic. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And part of that, this doesn't really give anything away, but I did like it because the original really got a lot of flack because it was a movie for about black people. They, that movie got a lot of crap because it, basically only killed black people candy man did in this one basically only kills white people there are only two black kids that end up dying and it's just a flashback from the 70s so the nowadays candy man is going after bad white people and i love i know that that's what this movie is about is the racial things but i like that they also addressed that
1: Right. Well, especially like with the over-policing and everything. Yeah. You know, it's like atonement.
0: Exactly. And it's, it's like atonement on the original Candyman. Like, look, we know we fucked up. We're sorry we upset you guys. Here you go.
1: I also really liked that you didn't have to see the 1992 film to understand what was going on here without them literally sitting you down and walking you through the entire plot of the first movie yes they, they did definitely it, gave you what you needed yeah they did it just enough for you to get what you needed but still enjoy this film without having to see the original one first which obviously I would still recommend watching the 1992 Candyman before seeing this one but that being said you don't have to
0: you don't have to but I would definitely advise it just because you guys know I love when things tie together and I love just being able to pick out all kinds of things I was sitting there in the theater going oh my god it's him I know it's him. It's got to be him. And then you find out it's him and I'm not going to say what is him, but like it was, it was very satisfying to know that I was correct and to know that it is, it's a sequel sequel. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And this has got to be a hard film to put together with all the heavy themes as well. Mm -hmm. So I have to commend them for taking this on and putting it out there and doing it in a way that is, nuance just enough but also having to take these heavy themes i mean we see right now like it's difficult for this where we're in you know a fucking everyone's arguing about like critical race theory and all these things and we're just in such this that's our kind of political landscape right now and to mm-hmm. basically Candyman man come out and say like he says he's the the whole hive or the entire swarm or something like that talking about historically what they've been through you know
0: yeah he even mentions that in the trailer and that's what he's talking about you don't really realize what he means until you watch the movie and what he's saying in the trailer where Candyman isn't a he it's the whole damn hive is that this has happened to Numerous people. Candyman isn't one individual person that is a tragic figure. It's many people.
1: It's the whole hive. Yeah. Yeah. And that we're still fighting and that's why the cycle of Candyman must continue as well.
0: Right. And this is basically adding another Candyman into the hive. This is another instance of an individual getting... Screwed over.
1: Yeah. So without giving too much away of what that means, like you really should go see it because it is.
0: Please go see it.
1: It was stunning. It was beautifully directed, beautifully written. And I love that this modern era of horror is really, I know I've said it, but just like gut punching. It's mm-hmm. it is wonderful. So obviously five out of five for me.
0: Absolutely. Five out of five.
1: So. Go see it. Go support it. This is the kind of (laughs) shit we need.
0: Yes, please more.
1: I want Jordan Peele to continue doing this. I don't want him to start turning shit out like The Conjuring, but that's not the kind of stuff he does anyways. That's not his brand of horror, but you know what I mean. I want him to carefully craft and weave these things together, you know?
0: Exactly.
1: We will catch you on the next one, but if you come back and you haven't seen Candyman. just not what we'll know <laughs> and it'll just kind of shut off and be like nope you can't proceed until you watch Candyman.
0: we but. had to have said it more than five times now he's probably coming after us i'm not in front of a mirror
1: <laughs> and i would never
0: i would yeah. never no absolutely not, not this one is much scarier don't <laughs> don't don't say his fucking name don't do it
1: Dude, like the other one was like scary, but like this one's like scary. <laughs> yeah, no. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. So, thank you guys for hanging out with us for this review of Candyman. Go see it in theaters, support horror, and support Jordan Peele and all of these people that did this wonderful film. And yeah, you can find us on all of our social medias. Everything is the Extra Sisters podcast except for Twitter, which is at the Extra Sisters. And if you would like to join our Patreon, we have decided. We're going to revamp that. So head over to patreon.com slash the podcast and stay tuned for those updates.
0: Until next time, stay creepy.